0: Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. About their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, welcome over to the show. Today in our studio we have the phenomenal Margaret Wilson
1: Analia of Al's Gourmet Nuts. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you for having me. Perfect pronunciation. Ten gold stars. I love it.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into business, how long you've been in business. Well, I have over 30 years of public, private, and entrepreneur experience. I've owned Al's Gourmet Nets since 2000. That seems like forever. But I am what you call that accidental entrepreneur. I was this great little, I I call it little black girl, because that's what my grandmother would say. She said, you know, you go, you finish high school, you go to college, and you get you a good government job, and you retire. I didn't exactly have that trajectory on me. I, I did go to college. I have two degrees. I'm from San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. And when you say San Antonio, for those locals, yes, I went to Highlands High School. I'm an Saisd grad. That's always a side note if you if you're from San Antonio. But went to Incarnate Word. I had an undergrad degree and a master's, and from Trinity University. Went to the uh, private sector, then went back to the public sector, had this wonderful job uh, with the City of San Antonio in economic development. And on my weekends, because I needed some creativity, I went and did a lot of arts and craft shows, which is really cool, selling wrought iron and hammocks that we got from Mexico, which is a whole different story within itself. Wow. So part of that entrepreneur journey was starting off at arts and craft shows, literally for hobby purposes. I wanted my creative energy. Met this wonderful retired chef who had these gourmet nuts. And I used to buy from him every weekend. Oh, I was always giving him advice. So finally, he pulled me to the side. He says, little one, can I tell you something? I love your spirit. I love your energy and your advice, but I don't need it. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, okay. I said, I didn't mean to offend you. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I just love you. I didn't want to say anything. He says, but this is about my third or fourth career. I'm about done. Mm. So I don't want to take this business to any you know next level I said okay I said well if you ever want to sell it let me know Fast forward a year later He goes I want to sell it I'm moving to Florida me and my wife And I was like oh you really want to sell it I've never done any manufacturing before I've never sold anything retail or wholesale And he's like oh I know you can do it Because you had a lot of ideas remember <laughs> And I had to chuckle about that Because I was like oh okay you're right well, he gave me he made an offer and I'm like, "No. I'm not going to I don't want to do that." Cuz the offer was in a way that I thought if I sell the equipment and the recipes, which is what I was buying, I don't think I don't think I can sell it for that much. Mm-hmm. My mindset was already is if I don't do if I don't like this very well, I need to be able to get rid of it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose my money. This is how the universe works. My husband and this gentleman were from the same city in New Jersey, Union City. What would be the odds? When he found out that my husband was from Union City, he dropped the price significantly, mm. and he said, hey, do y'all want to buy it now? i kicked my husband under the table. I'm like, yes, we do want to buy. <laughs> and this is – yes, this is when people were still writing checks. We wrote him out a check so for the business. So basically he purchased a wonderful equipment and the recipes, and we started off the business um, – I was working still full-time with the city of San Antonio. My husband's was working with a major employer. And we thought, okay, we've side gig this for a while just because cause I really wanted to learn a business. Well, life deals you different things. Baby one came along. Baby two came along two years and two days apart. So those that know that you really don't want to have an infant and a toddler and you're starting your business. So for the first about, I'd say, oh, almost eight years, really just part-time, we did a lot of arts and craft shows. Kids in tow, grandma in tow and everything. But what that allowed us to do is build our business up. We got name recognition out in the community. And keep in mind, 20 years ago, 2000, this is way before social media. So people have to kind of think about, they're like, well, why didn't you do this? Social media wasn't what it is today, what it was in 2000. So we had to build up our reputation strictly by word of mouth and experience. And we always knew that we were selling people an experience, Mm. an experience of great food, quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. We started off with four simple, and I do mean very, very simple flavors. We're now up to over 15 flavors we went from cinnamon, pecans, and almonds. And I think at the time we probably did a cashew To now. Now we do pecans, almonds, and peanuts. Uh, some of the great flavors we have is lavender. Lavender, pecans, and almonds. Who knew lavender is grown in Texas? We didn't. I was like, okay. Uh, the other flavor was our Texas honey. We actually purchased our honey from a local beekeeper. So for us, that's really important. German chocolate. Think of a German chocolate cake. Mm, so that's, mm, you know, so, so some of the creative flavors that we have. You're making my fat cells just blossom I, I, right now, just no, a mere thought. It's, of it's, it's not the fat chocolate. cells. See, we call them fluffy joy.
0: Oh, my bad. It's fluffy all about joy. joy. Okay. See, it's about
1: fluffy joy. Uh-huh. You got to have some fluffy joy in your life. You don't want to have an excess of it, but you want to have some. That's my motto. I'm going to stick with it. But. Uh, <laughs> You got got to look at it. But part of our product and our process is that you can buy nuts anywhere, but could you buy Al's gourmet Nuts? The question is, not really. Mm -mm. But where you could buy them is with this fabulous family who's created this great experience and this great product. There's no gluten. There's no dairy. There's no oil. And everybody's like, well, did you take all the goodness out of it? That's what some of our customers would come up to the booth. They're like, well, what did you leave in it? I said, we left the joy. The flavor, flavor, and the joy, and they taste it. They're like, oh my god! Funny story on this: we were doing a show, actually, it was Green Market Day in New Brownfuls. We were doing the show. They, it was an overnight show, so they had security. So the police officer that that was there that evening, we were packing up, and he said, oh yeah, I'm going to do the all nighter. I said, well, you know what, you know, take your two bag of nuts and you relax, and you know, look at our stuff extra, please, and you know, just as a side joke. And he's like, well. Uh, Okay. So he took the bag. Camp comes to us the next morning as we're setting up and opening the booth up. He says, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really don't like nuts. I didn't want to be rude, so I accepted it. He says, I ate one. And it was like, oh my God. He goes, Did y'all put crack in this? He said, I'm a police officer and I had to catch myself. He goes, I really was gonna take the bag home to my to my wife. He says, but I it just didn't make it. He goes, I ate it the first two hours that I was on <laughs> my ship. So what that meant to us is that that's about that quality. He says, mm-hmm. I don't like cinnamon. He says, but I love your product. Mm. I've had other nuts um, because the product that we have, it's a barbarian recipe. It's from Germany. So you see them at arts and crafts shows, carnivals, all these different outings. But the first thing people tell us is there's nobody like Al's Gourmet Nuts.
0: That is wonderful. And you've been in business since 2000.
1: We've been in business since 2000. We've weathered every economic storm that you can think of. Uh, we always say we talk about 911 that was at the start when we started things the crash of 2008 and now covid i always tell people we're the cherry on the cake so we're very clear when when a company is going to cut any benefits what are they going to cut training and gifts al's mm-hmm. gourmet nuts we are that corporate gift and when people ask me what do you really do market i said we're about branding we are about marketing Will you help companies market their business? And they look at me really strangely, and I say, when you give a gift, is that gift branded? Is that gift given and presented in such a way that it truly represents your brand and who you are? Does it represent that you've actually taken the time to select the gift? And it doesn't mean, even if you don't have your logo on it, which you should, does it say that you've taken the time? Is it delicious? Uh, Funny story on that is that uh, most of our clients have been with us for a very long time for the holidays. Typically in this business, your clients will stay with you one to two years. Why? Because they want to switch up their holiday gift giving. We have a couple of clients. They have one in particular has actually been with us for 15 years. They were our guinea pigs when we started to incorporate well, one year, they decided not to go with us. And it was fine because I think they had been with us for eight years. So we're like, okay, you're mm-hmm. going to change. So we get a phone call uh, probably about a week before Christmas. She says, I really want to apologize to you guys. And I'm like, why? She says, all of our clients were really, and I'm going to use the word, pissed off at us. mm because they wanted to know where the nuts were, mm. that that was part of their gift giving. And they shared with their clients because these people ordered these huge baskets. Right. And they were like, did the nut people go out of business? And then they're like, well, we called Al's Gourmet Nuts and they were still answering their phone. I'm like, so they were dictating to you guys which present? And she says, well, yeah. So let's just say they've been with us every year thereafter. But what that tells us is that we were doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And the branding and everything. And she says that not only that, we used another company. And she said the baskets didn't look like the picture. They never came out here. Because with our large accounts, we will go out and say, hey, do you want to meet? Except for COVID last year. You know, say here's some samples. They already know what the samples taste like because they come with us every year. Mm -hmm. But we're like, here's some samples. Is there anything you need? You know, something as simple as what message do you want to communicate this year?
0: It's customer service.
1: It's all about the customer service. It's all about reaching out to your clients. It's all about not taking your clients for granted. Mm -hmm. It's about letting them know you're here to serve them. If you're unhappy, let us know. We are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we will tell you we're going to give you our 100% effort. We're going to make it right. I always like to tell the story because it's really important. Uh, And this guy, by the way, he's been with us for about, 10 plus years also. Uh, He's in the oil and gas business out of Houston. So he had heard about us through another event, a wine event that we had attended. So he placed an order with us. First year was great. Second year placed an order. Well, the order came to him. It was a day late and it was smashed. The box was smashed. Oh. Now, that had nothing to do with us, okay? Mind you, we used to shipper. I won't say which one. When the United States Postal Service. Okay. But anyway, the box was smashed. Well, the event they were having was that night. Oh, dear. When they got it. And so I was like, can we drive to Houston? Because I was thinking about it. This is like a $2,000 order. Mm-hmm. So I said, tell me how the box looks. Uh, well, it was crumbled, the, the bags were broken. I said, "Uh, do you have an admin assistant by any way that handles things for you? He said, yeah. I said, can you trust me that I'll work something out with her and we'll make this work? I will replace this for you, but it's not going to get there until tomorrow. It just is what it is. And I said, I can't even get to Houston, you know, fast enough. If this was morning, we could have gotten there. So anyway, fast forward, I Basically shared with his admin to go to the dollar store and put these in cute little bowls and everything fine. So they used it like a dessert bar because that's what they were doing with it. So instead of it being individually wrapped, it was a dessert bar. And she put Christmas balls and everything around on the table. And she's like, oh, my God, it looked better than what we thought we were going to do anyway. And we still sent him another package. And by the way, this guy actually called my staff, cussed out my staff. Oh, dear. And I called him back, and I told him, we'll be more than happy to give you a refund, but we were no longer do business with you because you're not allowed to use profanity with my team. Mm-hmm. We're here to serve you, but you will not treat my team like that. Fast forward, he apologized to me. And actually put in an extra couple hundred dollars as a thank you for doing that. Now, we still lost. Well, actually, we didn't lose because we filed a claim. But what we gained was a lifelong client. Mm -hmm. We We have been up and down with his orders because if the gas business is good, he's going to order X amount. If it's not, he's going to order. He had one year he didn't order from us. He actually called us and he apologized for not being able to order because he says my revenues are down, yada, yada, yada. I was blown away. Do you know we have customers who actually will call us and say we cannot order this year and Mm. they'll tell us why? I don't know anybody else who has that. The first time we got that phone call like that, we were blown away. Of course. Because we're like, you didn't have to call and tell us. But I am glad to know that, you know, we didn't do anything wrong while Mm -hmm. you're ordering. So, again, for us with Al's Gourmet Nuts, it's about an awesome product to put out. It's about incredible customer service. And it's about loving what you do. I mean, I really, we love what we do. I can tell.
0: So tell us about, if there were any, it doesn't sound like there were many <laughs> <clears throat> failures, but challenges. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell us about some challenges that you learned from as well as some of your successes that you've learned from.
1: The biggest challenge I'm going to say is about valuing who you are. Step in, know who you are, and know what the value of your product is. We've actually – I call it firing clients because they were demanding. Um, We actually sent out the wrong – I'm going to say the wrong uh, product. This was uh, almost $1,000 worth of product Hmm. because what happened is we had several communications with this particular client. The biggest mistake I made was not having it in writing. That was the first couple of years because, you know, it was somebody that I knew. We were on the phone. So from this day forward, I've learned everything is in writing, especially with a customized label, especially what the product is. And that was a failure from the standpoint of it was about communication and it was about documentation. Um, another failure is probably going to be in pricing. Um, learn to value who you are. We just felt like, oh, we couldn't raise our prices. But in the meantime, our raw ingredients The prices were just going through the roof. Yeah, And we were just, so we spent a whole year in the beginning not raising prices, and we made very little. I'm like, I am not working because I have nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. We got two children to feed on top of it uh, and ourselves, and, you know, we have our team. So the failure has been in pricing, I would say. And, again, as I tell my clients always, know your value and know your worth. Most important, and I know you hear this from clients all the time, what does your product cost you? Do you really know what your product actually costs? That's part of that foundational knowledge, isn't it? It is very much. A strong foundation foundational knowledge is get you a good CPA, mm-hmm. get you good legal service, get you now in time. I'm going to say social media. Yes, I'm going to eye roll it because. You have to know who you are and you have to know your product and you have to know your target market.
0: Yeah, because you can be on social
1: media and give poor service. Not only that, I always say... You can have a million likes, but how many people are buying? Mm -hmm. See, I don't have to count buyers. I love my likes. Don't get me wrong. But I want somebody to give me the Benjamins. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And one of the – it's not a a failure that we had, but it's a reminder about valuing. We were fortunate to do – I think it was Super Bowl 40, 40 up in Dallas. Wow. And that was like an amazing opportunity. And the NFL, if you ever have an opportunity, I tell clients to work with them, work with them. They're actually very good. Um, the NFL, what they do for the Super Bowl, they go into a community and they go a couple of years ahead so that year before, that's when they started to do what they call their community contracts. Their goal is to usually leave like, I think it's like a $100 million in the community nice. and they truly mean it mm-hmm. well, I took my little happy self to Dallas because they were in the Super Bowl up in Dallas. I got there with 10,000 of my other closest friends <laughs> and what was Crazy about Dallas is that that was the largest amount of vendors for a, they call it a vendor preview meeting that ever showed up. Wow. That parking lot was full. So when I got there, halfway through the presentation, they said, you have to have your business in North Dallas. I'm like, well, I live in San Antonio, Texas. And so I was like, okay, well I'm here. I already drove to Dallas. I might as well hear the rest of the presentation. Or fast forward, they're like, Well, as long as you have an address and representation in Dallas, you can do business. I'm like, I can do that. So I created a Dallas office, which I did. And we then we had Dallas customers anyway. So that was easy to do. Or fast forward, they have a process that you go through. There were over three hundred and twenty-five vendors that applied to be their dessert vendors. They had what they call their dessert lounge. For people don't know, the uh, NFL actually puts on a tailgate party. It's a private event of a couple thousand of their closest friends and, and donors um, that come. Well, what they did in Dallas for the first time ever, they tried to get as many small businesses to cater the event. So they had a... Uh, what they call a Fort Worth representative. They had a Dallas, Plano, all these different booths. Then they had a barbecue area, but they had the dessert zone. Mm. And it was full of desserts. They had 325 people. They decided on 25 vendors. We were mm. one of the 25 selected. Congratulations. We were wow. one of the five selected to actually serve. And people were like, well, did you have pictures? This was the key with the NFL. No pictures. No pictures. And no individual Al's Gourmet Nuts or anything else that was on there. Mm -hmm. You got this little logo that said that you were a contracting vendor. And the way they did this, if you took pictures or identified yourself, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. give you your last end of your check. Mm. So no problem. No pictures. But I did get my check and I got paid. I'd rather have the check than the pictures. Exactly. But the story with that is very interesting with the NFL is because we went through this long – it was a very long process that they actually selected. Well, we got to – probably say two stages down before they did the selection where they did the final interviews. And so I got a call, and we had already submitted our bid. And the representative said, well, we don't pay that much for nuts. I said, okay. I said, well, thank you very much for the opportunity. This has actually been amazing. It's been a wonderful learning experience. It was dead silence on the other end. Because I was like, y'all got money. Y'all can pay for this. Right. And, you know, we're not talking a $100,000, okay? You know, it was a nice sizable check, but it wasn't a $100,000. And so she was just like, real quiet. And That it was, wasn't what she expected. It wasn't. But... It was not. And I kind of laughed. She says, well, you know what? Come on from the interview tasting. I said, okay. She says, I said, well, when is it? And she said, it's in two days. I was like, okay. So fast forward, nice little bag, cute little bag I brought because they had an interview panel. It was like 10, 15 people. So we bought individual sampling bags, and plus we laid out these cute trays and everything.
0: Like a Shark Tank presentation. Exactly,
1: and it was very similar to Shark Tank, except you didn't have to have all your financials and everything. You just had to have a presentation. You talked about who you were and about your product, which we did. What was interesting is, and this is what I call about prep time, People came in there with dishes on a styrofoam plate. Yes, that's my pet peeve, styrofoam, on plates and foil and kind of like you would take something. I wouldn't even take it to my grandma's house, okay? It wasn't about presentation. I'm like, this is the NFL. This is the big leagues. You want to bring your best. I thought, well, that's just more room for us because we looking real good here. Yeah, you were. And we were near the end of the presentation However, they did in order, so we ended up sitting there for like a couple of hours, so I bought the bags and we placed them. you know I say, we well, gonna was my husband, and we placed the bags in front of each one. I said, "Well, you guys can sample those, start the sample while I'm sharing our story and they kind of looked at me and they started sampling, and three of the representatives said, "Oh, that's why you charge what you do. Mm. I was like. Yes. I felt so good in that presentation. And before we left, we got the nod. She goes, it's unofficially we're telling you yes. Wow. And that lesson was I valued myself. It wasn't enough to say we are a Super Bowl contractor. I needed them to pay us. Mm -hmm. And they paid us. Now, we had a long list of instructions. It was a 25-page back-and-front single-space contract you had to fill out. Sounds like Shark Tank. It it Uh was insane. But all you had to do was follow the rules. So what I tell clients, and I say clients because I do consulting work as well, is that sometimes you just got to follow the rules. And I think with the NFL, that was a perfect example is could you follow the rules? Mm -hmm. If you follow the rules, there was a payday. And what was interesting doing that orientation, they said, this is a one-time deal, people. This is not a long-term contract. They have a core base of contractors that NFL does. Mm-hmm. That's who gets paid every year for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But 95% of those contractors, maybe even more than that, are all one-time. Wow. Wow. So this is your opportunity at the big leagues. And this is what they said. So to me, what they were saying is price it accordingly because we're not, we're not going to be here in Dallas next year for Super Bowl. Right,
0: and we're not going to order from you if we're in Philadelphia.
1: Exactly, exactly. And what they wanted to do is leave that money locally. So I always, you know, for me, that wasn't a failure. It was a success. It was very scary because I'd never done that before. I'd never stood my ground. So for that, I tell people, We don't do discounts. We do value-added services. Mm -hmm. And the value-added services is what we bring to the table. Mm,
0: Undoubtedly. And that is encouragement because learning to follow the rules, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, you put forth the effort. To know yes. this is what we're bringing to the table. Exactly. This is the value of what we bring. We're not going to undercut ourselves. We're not going to be intimidated by it mm-hmm. because you're prepared for it. Because when you and I first met, which was in 2006,
2: been it's been yes. that long. Oh, my God. We were at oh, yeah. either
0: a NABO meeting. It was a NABL meeting. It meeting. And that yes. was the first time I saw you, and you and I were the only ones in the room. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I yes. was like, whoa, <laughs> really? This is so cool. And I've kind of followed your trajectory a little bit. Thank you. You know, throughout the years and stuff, and our paths have always crossed, mm-hmm. things like that. And I've always been admired. I've always admired you because oh, you. of the fact that you were in a space that not many people are in other oh. than planters. And it's so distinctive. Thank you. And I love it because of the fact that you are an African-American woman in a space that is so unique, and you've created value, and you have a team, and you can speak from the position of a long-term entrepreneur. Like you said, you've weathered those ups and those downs. So, Chris, tell us about financial planning. What is
2: it? Well, I know it's a very vague term, and a lot of people have a lot of different definitions. But financial planning for business owners especially is the combination of the personal and business planning. It looks like a Venn diagram. So most people either treat them all the same and have everything commingled or the other group of people treat them completely separate. Whereas you want to look at it like a Venn diagram where you have two overlapping circles because one is obviously going to impact the other. So if you are sole investor or sole owner of this business, that's going to be responsible for providing the income, putting food on the table, making sure that everything on a daily basis is good, not just in your business for your employees and your clients or customers, but also for your family. How do those different circles interact with one another, and how do we need to separate them whenever we're supposed to, but make sure that we're taking into consideration that overlapping area.
0: So, Chris, how can we get a hold of you for more information?
2: Well, our main office is in San Antonio, Offituity, One and Bidders. We also have a website, com. P-O-N-T-E-M com. And we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook. And, of course, we have a phone, 210-625-4845, to reach out to a member of my team or myself.
3: Thank you, Chris. Chris Hall is a financial advisor and partner with Pontum Financial in San Antonio, Texas. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC.
0: If you had some advice to give to a budding entrepreneur or someone who's been in the trenches dealing with that
1: hustle, juggle and struggle, what would you tell them? Most important is be true to yourself. Love what you do. Be passionate about it. You may not love it every single moment of the day, but you have to love it enough that when the struggle comes, because the struggle will come. Is that you say, okay, I'm going to dust myself off. And some days you're going to have to shake it really hard. But you know that you're passionate about it. The other thing is foundation, foundation, foundation. From your financials, from your legal aspect, from your marketing aspect. What product or service are you selling? Who are you selling it to? Do they want to buy it? Do you need to change it? I think that's really, really important. And, you know, having been in business since 2000, you know, some people are like, well, you haven't changed. Well, first of all, if it's not broken, you don't have to fix it. That's number one. And number two, you don't have to be everything to everyone. Mm-mm. And that's the one thing I learned. We, when I started this business, I was like, okay, I'm going to do wine. I'm going to do cheese. I'm going to do crackers. And dinner. I'm going to put all these things in the basket. Well, where's Al's Gourmet Nuts? I don't need to be the other big basket company that gives you these generic items in the basket. I'm going to deliver you this phenomenal product. So that is knowing who we were. Uh, You mentioned about failures early. That was a failure. I didn't realize you had to have a liquor license. uh, uh, It's a distributor-type license in the state of Texas to put wine in the basket. It's an outrageous charge. And I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing that. Um, Just to buy a bottle of wine. To buy a bottle basket. Wine. Well, because you're selling, mm. you are a seller. You're mm-hmm. a reseller. Mm-hmm. In the state of Texas, you need a license to do that. Wow. So talking about failures, I thought about that. But knowing who you are and who we are, we're Al's Gourmet Nuts, and now we have this fabulous kettle corn that we use. So there's two types of product in that basket, but we don't have the wines and the cheese. If our client says, "Hey, can you put this bottle of wine in the basket?" We can do that. We well, have a reseller's license for that, so we do do that. Mm-hmm. But you know, know who you are, know your value, know your worth, know your service, know your clients that you're serving, and also be able to adjust to the market. I think that's probably the biggest thing now going through with COVID. You know, one of the lessons I learned with COVID is, believe it or not, it was March 12th or so we got that phone call that we would have no market. Because we do the Pearl Farmer's Market. Um, we're one of the original vendors, uh, food vendors, uh, food craft vendors that they invited to be a part of the market. And the market is like, what, over 12 years old. So we've been there. But I say that we got the call on a Thursday, Friday, but we had the product already made. So we're thinking like everybody else. We'll be there for two weeks. You know, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Well, We had no income from mid-March to the beginning of June. Ooh. So, of course, I love the word pivot. I think everybody's sick of that word pivot. But it's the truth. But it was the truth. So what we decided to do is we took that product. We took it out to fire stations and to nurses. We started off with my pediatrician. I have boys. I'm in the ER constantly. And we basically went to almost every ER that I've taken my boys to, mm-hmm. And we gave the product away. Mm. And Fostered goodwill. It was not only goodwill. I'll be honest with you. The goodwill was on on our part from the standpoint. It made us feel happy mm-hmm. that we could give the product away. And I'm not saying, oh, not to give it to the food shelter because somebody asked me that one time when they interviewed me. And I said, well, it wasn't enough to make a really dent at the food shelter, yeah. you know, the food bank rather. Yeah. But I was like, how can we, you know, distribute this in such a way and show appreciation for our heroes exactly it was our heroes who were in the trenches who were Still in the trenches, by the mm-hmm. way. And I think that was really important for us. And it was so much love. The funny part about that is we're always at Santa Rosa ER. And one of the guys, he goes, I recognize you. I thought he goes, where are your boys at? Because I, I used <laughs> to always, every time we got to the emergency room, I'm like, is our room, is our private room reserved? That was our ongoing joke. But for us, that pivoting process, we actually hit the pause button. Mm. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you I didn't panic. I did panic probably for the first couple of days. Because I'm a human being. But I stopped and pressed the pause button. Thank God we had savings. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to rush out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my fellow entrepreneurs, they were throwing stuff up on the wall. I've heard people who lost like five, ten, twenty thousand dollars 20000 because they were trying to get a website up. And they lost money because people actually stole money from them, didn't mm-hmm. deliver what they promised. Mm-hmm. And they were still out. They jumped on the PPP right on. You know, that first round of PPP yeah. was crazy. Yeah. And guess what? The government was still making up the rules as it was being distributed. So it was just crazy. So part of that is just like stepping back. So we were very fortunate to step back. So consequently, we actually ended up making more money in 2020 We had. Mm -hmm. I didn't think we actually had did that well, but we actually did, Mm -hmm. and our expenses were down. Why? Because we weren't all over the place. We were very exactly. We were Mm -hmm. very targeted. Mm -hmm. So you asked me about you know being. What do you need? You need to be just targeted and focused in your efforts. You need to, and I have a button literally on my desk that says pause. You know, that little commercial that says pause. Yeah. And then sometimes you need to reset the reset button. And it's okay. You will fail. Failure is good from a standpoint. It lets you know where you never want to visit again. It lets you know what you need to tighten up. And it also lets you know how passionate you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because when people come up to you and say ugly things and they do say ugly things because they are human beings. Mm-hmm. I have to stand back. I've had people say, well, I don't like your product. You know, I used to say, tell me why. Sometimes I will say, tell me why. Now, now I'm like, okay, well, keep it moving. Go ahead and go to somebody else. We do a lot of shows. Well, before COVID, we did a lot of shows. So we were out there, you know, in the public. Um, being an African-American woman, I get it that you don't want to buy from somebody like me. I'm good. What I've learned is I have more people in the world that are good, that want to buy from me. I'm not giving you my energy. Smart,
0: because you know your energy is more geared toward the positive yes. than the negative, and you get more bang for your buck.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. I have, and when I when people ask about mm-hmm. those customers, know your customers. We have the best customers in the world. They're mm-hmm. awesome. You know, they're my gourmet nut connoisseurs. They love the product. You know, we change something up. They like like right now. There's one particular flavor. I'm not going to even mention it because they're like, why'd you take that off the menu? just to get off the menu. Right. We you need know. a little change. just a little refreshing. Well, part of that is just that we wanted to do something a little bit differently. Okay. they're, they're still haters. I'm like, you're haters, you're haters, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I said, but we have these, you know, 15 other flavors. Uh, we laugh because during the holidays are coming up. We have a cranberry almond, which is good. We will have it out next month in two more weeks, guys. November is two more weeks. Okay. We don't have to rush this. And we have a peppermint pecan. <gasps> Ooh. It is only offered in November and December, and we sneak two weeks in January. Okay. Okay. For those people hoard up. So yes. They're and, and they're like, oh, <laughs> one of our other flavors, the lavender, pecans, and almonds, I mentioned, we used to only offer that in the spring and summer. It is now permanently on our menu. So people are like, yay. I'm like, no, there's no lavender. They're like, no, lavender. What is wrong? With you? I said, now it's 24-7. So they're like, are happy, and and again that makes me happy. You see the smile on my face because it is just so funny when they're like, "You don't have that flavor." You know, we don't have peppermint pecans in the summer.
0: Why would we want to? It's just uh, don't, it's summer and peppermint. They don't kind of go together.
1: Well, it's like as one customer said, "Because I love it." I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, and we had we had a bride mm-hmm. that actually ordered. Uh, I Think. Fifteen pounds of peppermint for her wedding. Okay. She had. She called it a Christmas in July wedding. I was like, and this was before COVID. So I was like, okay, that was a special order. We did it. Right. But those are kind of funny. So, again, knowing your customer, knowing your product, having your foundation in place, and just, you know, bringing joy. You know, bringing joy to people and, and doing what they do. And, and knowing that you're going to have haters, knowing you're going to have failures. But as my grandmother said, if you're on this side of the dirt and you go to the restroom on your own, you're going to have a good day. Exactly. I love it. So how can someone get a hold of you and get some of those Al's Gourmet Nuts? They can go to alsgourmetnuts.com and we are an online business. I like to say we were on Amazon before Amazon was big because we've always been online but if you're here in San Antonio you can catch us at the Farm, at the Pearl Farmers Market every Saturday and Sunday um, Saturdays from 9 to 1 Sundays from 10 to 2 but we actually answer our phone at area code 210-822-9121 We love to talk to our customers but we love to take your order online. We ship across the U.S. That's always been a big question. Yes, we've hit all Fifty states. Yes, we ship to Hawaii and to Alaska. Uh, we are military military city, USA. So we've hit all those. We've hit overseas as well. We've been on Navy ships. We like to say so. Uh, have nuts, we'll travel, and that's it. No doubt. Well, Margaret, thank you
0: so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, you all have a wonderful rest of your day and be nutty with it. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio.
3: David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.